This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we chat all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships all the way to the adult industry itself. I'm Sylvia Sage, and this is my Pornspective, answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. Get ready, because Sexy Funny Raw starts now. I like the music. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Sexy Funny Raw. I am your host, Sylvia Sage. Join in studio with me, of course, is Dr. Eddie, giving us his public health perspective. Hello. <laughs> and I'm so lucky to have our guest in studio for this month, Ashley Ryan. Give us a Hi, everybody. So we did speak last week about... Um, transitioning and the community and how the community is uh, viewing transgender and why it's being talked about more. But today we're really going to be talking about the transitioning process and really how that begins. So, Ashley, would you like to fill us in? Yeah. Um, So the first step of the transitioning process would be um, overcoming yourself Mm. um, because I mean, I grew up in the South. I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and went to a super small religious school my whole life. And um, we were actually taught denial as like a form to combat like um, facing sins or whatever. Right. If you think it's not true, yeah. It's not true. And so I actually first realized I was trans like the first time I heard the word. I was in middle school, like sixth grade. I was like standing by my locker. And the second I heard it, I like knew that's what I was deep down. Um, but there were like ways that I could like occupy my brain with other thoughts whenever I had those thoughts or um, like super like forms of denial. Like right. um, I was like trained for that. And so I was in denial for a long time and I also just wasn't educated. I had no idea right. uh, w- what it meant to be a transgender. There was no um, visibility, you know, examples of people that who had successfully transitioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, I had only seen um, people who um, were just like, you know, the crazy forms of transgender that you'd see on like Maury or something. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that first step would be to identify um, to yourself. Right. And that's literally the hardest um, step to take. You know, like as RuPaul says, you can't um, you can't love someone else if you, can't, if you don't love yourself. So yeah. um, that's pretty much like the same with that. Um and I, I was my own worst enemy for years. And, um, like, people are like, oh, um, like, how did you transition? Like, I get asked by, like, a lot of people early in their transition, like, oh, how did you do it? Um, like, I literally thought I would never transition because I never thought I would have enough confidence to do so. Mm. Um, and to get that confidence, you just have to stop giving a fuck about what other people right. think of you. That's yeah. literally all confidence is, is not caring. And, and yeah. you will get to your breaking point yeah. where your life is just not happy. You might, um, you know, work your way up and have everything you want in life, which was my story. I had like a boyfriend. I had a job. Mm. I had the car. And um, I uh, just wasn't happy. And I was like, why do I like literally have everything, you know, everything I was aiming for? But I'm still like so very much unhappy. So you were living an already gay lifestyle before making yeah. your transition. I, I never came out of the closet per se. Okay. Um, I always kind of knew in the back of my head that um, I was trans, but it was more of like um, people. If people asked if I if I was gay, I would just be like, sure. Mm. Um, I wouldn't like really say yes or no, or I would just always kind of like I'd be like, oh, I'm bi, or I don't even know, like. Um, 
I never really came out until I went home with my scuba instructor um, in college when, <laughs> and then showed up the next day in the same outfit to the dining hall and everyone's like, oh, so you're gay. And I'm like, oh, okay. At least I, 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 I guess so. Yeah, I was like, I guess so in, in a different country. No one knows who I am. So. so did you have resources then? Because you weren't in a place that seems like it was not very populated with like an LGBT type of community, right? Yeah. Um, m- there, I had no resources in Texas, okay. absolutely zero. Yeah. Um, and um, when I was in college, I would say I kind of kept things um, to the internet, which was like kind of archaic back then. There wasn't right. like it was like the internet was archaic. It was like the yeah, it, <laughs> right. No, but like the trans websites back then were like '90s style, like okay. what, like just like the look and feel of them, and maybe the font was kind of like a, a weird serif okay. for some reason. Yeah. And there's like butterflies on it, and you're like, this yeah. is kind of strange. Like, I, yeah. like this is what I have to do. But um, yeah, um, th- things are very much different now. There's yeah. a lot of resources. Just the internet is a big resource yeah. um, in general, and yeah. So did you start transitioning in Texas or did you make the move to Los Angeles before you actually yeah. started? Um, I uh, went to college in California. Okay. Um, I was like 19. I had never met a gay person before then. Like, so so everything was like super me. new. And yeah, I mean, transgender was like so taboo to me. Yeah. And I like never would even think to even like talk to someone in college about it. It was like my deepest, darkest secret, I would mm. say. Um, and I thought I could like live out my life Um like being happy as a gay man i thought i could like if i got like big and muscly and i don't know um and that just wasn't the case yeah um so yeah that's like the first step is like identifying with yourself and making that first that's um, really interesting that you say that that you feel like you almost went the complete opposite instead of going feminine you went ultra masculine to try to Mm -hmm. mask it and And that's that's common like with caitlin jenner and yeah Yeah. it's pretty common in the community there's another i can't think of her name right now but i follow her on tiktok trans woman who went into like massive bodybuilding and that was i follow them too what's her name it's a couple oh no he was oh yeah maybe so when she was um still a man he was married to a very beautiful brunette woman and now they're still married but she has completely transitioned and the wife is very supportive yeah there's like a documentary about them or something i don't know if there is i follow them on we follow different people (laughs) maybe maybe it's the same but then obviously it's a very Mm -hmm. normal trend to go super mask before Mm -hmm. turning to your actual true feminine side that's definitely that's very interesting to me and i wonder what that what that is dr ever do you think there's a reason behind that why they would instead of like accepting their true identity to go so far in the opposite direction i mean i, I would hate to pause it but i i mean if i had to throw out a possibility it would probably yeah. be social cultural okay yeah like impacts or influences mm-hmm. right we have to fit into these very specific molds, molds. in society right even if we're counter to the typical mold there's still molds within molds mm-hmm. yeah if that makes sense within mm-hmm. like our culture and so it could potentially be that I, mm-hmm. that's not really that's not my area, so I'm not sure. I don't mm-hmm. want to put words in anybody's mm-hmm. mouth in that regard. Um, but I could certainly see that as a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, obviously, there is a big difference between people who have the resources and people mm-hmm. who do not have the resources to transition, yeah. right? We obviously see the Caitlyn Jenners of the world who are, you know, millionaires, which make looking transition being make transitioning look easy but we definitely know know that that's not the case right there are so many different surgery options and and how far you want to go into your transition whether you want to keep um all your original body parts or Mm -hmm. um, get new body parts there are just so many ways but there are some non 
medical physical transitions that you can do as well yeah right that are of no cost or of very low cost yeah and so yeah I, I would say the next step after you know coming out to yourself um like it can be overwhelming to be transgender because there's like this whole um you know th- thing that you have to do you have to like come out to your friends if you want them to call you by the right pronouns mm. and then um some people decide to go on this medical journey right and like for a lot of people, they, they're not even sure about uh, what their medical journey might include. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so for me, um, I like did a lot of research. I actually um, created a TV show um, that aired on TLC. Nice. It's called, uh, I sold it under the name Trans Fat, but it was called Too Fat, uh, or Too Fat to Transition is what it aired under, like okay. a three-part like special or okay. whatever. Um, and I was like interviewing, I think I'm, interviewed maybe at least like 50 to 100 people for that show and then um by interviewing them i was like oh wait like they were saying all the same things that i was thinking in my head yeah and um i would like interview the doctors too and i was kind of like asking questions that i was curious about like personally but i like didn't tell anyone but this was before you had even yeah before i I started hormones while i was making that show okay um and um where was i going with this oh yeah um so um, one of the things that I did early on is I um, paid a thousand dollar deposit um, in order to get on a list to be scheduled for a vagina surgery, wow. uh, which is called gender affirmation surgery. If you want to be co- politically correct, mm-hmm. um, older terms are um, in gender reassignment surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, gender affirmation surgery yeah. is um, what we like to say. It used to be confirmation as well. Okay. But, um, um, but- so also hormones. That's one of mm-hmm. the very first things that I feel like a lot of oh, yeah. people when they're very first. See, I'm forgetting things. There's one. so many things yeah. you have to freaking do. No, but I do feel yeah. like that is step mm-hmm. one because that's going to change like your actual like um, autonomy yeah. of the body. Right. Like, and some it'll... some people take a lot of hormones and um, some people take less. Like, I think I would take more if I was experiencing more like hair loss or something. But um. But won't the hormones actually physically like change the breast and things of that nature? Am I wrong in saying that? I want to be No, they do. Right. They, they, okay. they do cause okay. you to grow a breast tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing that I noticed was uh, your fat redistributes itself. So as a male, oh, uh, your fat goes straight to your stomach, um, like over your abs. And um, as a female, um, it goes to your sides and your hips. Yeah. And so when I... And that changed with your hormones. Yeah. Yeah, and that changed, and I I kind of freaked out for a second because I was like, oh my god, I'm getting fat. <laughs> um, I was like, the hormones are making fat, and then I like realized I was like, oh no, wait, the weight's just read. It's going to a different place than it once did before. Yeah, and so then it was like exciting after I realized that. So, and now you say that in the beginning you signed up to have that um, confirmation yeah. surgery, but you never went through. Yeah, I never went through and had it, and so. Um, Usually, like, they want you to wait for two years, um, like, living in the body gotcha. uh, before you can have the surgery. But in this case, uh, the surgeon was the top, like, surgeon in the world for it. And she had a two-year just wait list wow. um, to get on it. And um, during that time, I, like, got more confident in myself and mm-hmm. um, began exploring um, like trying to unlearn things to yeah. be quite honest uh, that we grew up with and one of the things um, was that you know gender is not black or white mm-hmm. but many times we see it like that like oh you want to be a girl now okay like you have to, have you have to look like this right. and it wasn't until I got to this like weird like futuristic like mindset 
um, where someone described um, genitals as being positive and negative space. And, you know, positive spaces are something you can grab, um, hold on to. So like a breast, like penis, balls, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, um, negative space being a hole. So like, you know, butthole, um, vagina. vagina other holes I don't know and so a lot of negative space is what she's saying yeah and so when it (laughs) comes positive yeah yeah (laughs) and so most people they usually just have one positive space they either have the breasts or they have the dick and the balls right but for me um there's some people out there that can have both um and that's kind of special to be able to have both it's very different and for people who uh find themselves or identify as bisexual mm-hmm. um that like is like the, the cream of the crop because yeah. yeah we still do have a negative space mm-hmm. uh like two of them if they want to use it yeah but um it's just like yeah all this positive energy that i always stimulate. think that yeah. your combination of um body is what i would think to be the ideal partner for me personally yeah. um <laughs> i've always said that because i do I don't love vaginas, so I prefer a penis. But I do love breasts, and I love women, and I think they're mm-hmm. sensual, and I love women's lips and kissing women because they're softer and lighter. And it's just, um, you know, they're. I think you've done perfect. And, and I think a lot of people are just now starting to realize that because yeah. um, they don't understand, like, why are they attracted to this, and right. does this make them gay? Or right. Um, but yeah, which again, we're all on that <laughs> Kinsey scale, right? From zero to six, zero making you completely straight, and six making you completely um, gay. Uh, gay, right? But we're all kind of in this like this space in between, and I don't really know where I lie. And I think over the years, mine has changed. But I think that's true with any person's sexuality. Is like over the years, things change and ebb mm, and flow, definitely. and you know what you're interested in this year might not be something you're interested in ten years from now. Yeah. You know, so like getting a vagina, right? Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> longer interesting. And so yeah. yeah, like after like two years, they end up calling me, and um, they're like, "Okay, we're here to schedule you for your surgery finally." Yeah. And I was just like, thank you. actually, no, thank you. Yeah. And then I was like, can I get my $1,000 back, oh, like my deposit? Were you? And they said no. no yeah. And I was like, wait, so I paid $1,000, not even to be scheduled for anything. Not even, I never met once met wow. with the doctor, never like sent in paperwork or anything. And I, w- I also had, um, I got the, that was the doctor I cast on the TV show I created. So uh, and I, like, you gave them extra Gave PR. them a TV show and gave, and put, I gave them paychecks and <gasps> then they took a thousand. I'm still kind of butthurt about it. I'm like, I would be so that's the story hurt. of how I paid a thousand dollars to not have a vagina. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, but, and, and that's a kind of a point of tension uh, for me in general. Um, it's common pl- in plastic surgery. Um, there's like surgeons who are in very high demand. Yeah. A lot of them actually will I, charge a deposit just to meet with them. Oh, I, yeah. My and nose. Yeah. One in particular, I think they were in Beverly Hills, maybe. Um, I I was just ca- calling to like check on pricing of something, yeah. um, and I think it was a little taboo because I think it's like um, some of, like the butt implants. I think it's kind of like illegal to do, or there's some weird like they don't advertise it, oh. or like putting silicone back there. They oh, don't really advertise oh, it, yeah. but I was calling to find out like pricing for that, and uh, they, they wanted me to pay a five hundred dollar deposit. Yeah just to even I'm like I don't Talk know if the, the yeah and I said no this is and I told them how offensive it was I said like some of your clients may be wanting to be you know supplement their bodies but for me it's like affirming yeah. I'm trying to affirm my body and like, they just didn't understand that yeah um and also insurance pays for it for now well, uh, that's for trans good. people that's yeah. good so but yeah no it's crazy out there I did the same thing I paid a thousand dollars for 
um, consultations I never got because I took my yeah. fifth doctor and every doctor I saw was a $250 like, yeah. deposit just to go I see I don't even know how much money I've spent on just consultations yeah. that I never Crazy. used. And also some of those consultation yep. doctors, I was like, they didn't want do me you, as a patient. They were so rude. Do not, like, it, if they make you pay something or try to pressure you into getting surgery of saving money, oh, yeah. you should never get plastic surgery yeah. from that doctor. Yeah, Absolutely I agree. not. No. I agree. I think you raise some interesting points about access to care, mm-hmm. the expense of transitioning, but also the the journey itself before you can even schedule those kinds of appointments and meetings. There's a like another part of the process that's mm-hmm. typically required with uh, a diagnosis of some mm. kind and mm. uh, a mental evaluation. Absolutely, right, with gender dysphoria. And so all of those things yeah. typically have to go kind of in a really specific and sometimes really yeah. challenging order that takes mm-hmm. a very long time. It's yeah. meeting with someone you've never met before and having them confirm that you're transgender, which is traumatic in itself. Yeah, I can. Um, you're and literally trying to prove to someone yeah. that this is what you need. And the reason that's so hard is because mm-hmm. at the same time, when you're just coming out, you're also having to deal with with family, friends, worried about losing your job or your home. And so to have all that combined, that's why that's that's what makes transitioning really hard because there's so many things you have to do just to like prove yourself to others. Yeah. It's become um a a little more relaxed in California. As I understand, you used to have like need like two letters and stuff to do certain things, but now it's like maybe just one or Mm. um if even. So Yeah. And then again, yeah, it's the family pressures, the social pressures. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't want to dive too deep into it, but like the pressures of even trying to date and things of that nature, like how people, how people are comfortable with you as a person becomes a whole new subset, Mm -hmm. which is a lot for any person to deal with. Like mentally, that is a really hard game to wrap your brain around that you're constantly explaining who you are as a person and trying to rationalize you as a human to Mm. other people. I can only imagine. Yeah, and you're definitely like in an awkward middle school phase when you transition Mm -hmm. for at least like, I'd say maybe like three years. You don't know how to do your hair. Um, You don't know like how to do makeup and you don't know how to dress appropriately or wear clothes. Um, I've heard this from many girls. You get really excited to go shopping your first shopping trip when you transition. And so um, then you go and look at your closet and all you have is high heels and club wear and sparkly dresses. (laughs) And when it's cold and you just need to like wear a sweater, all you have is crop tops. And I still have that issue. Um, I have that issue. Are you kidding me? I have that issue so bad. You're like, oh, Britney Spears doesn't stay warm. Yeah. I went hiking with a girlfriend in Vermont and she said that exact thing to me. She was like, dress warm. And I, so I brought my warmest stuff and then we get out there and she was like, I can still see your stomach. And I was like, well, yeah, all my hoodies are crop tops like every <laughs> every hoodie i own is a crop top she was like we need you to get real clothes i was like yeah. these are these are real but they're not real warm i live in los angeles but, but that was a fun part i remember um one of the first times i went shopping i was st- like very much at the beginning like you know still look like male um and my friends i think we went to brunch and then um, we went in a group of like five or six of us and they we went to the second hand store, which the ones in Hollywood they're like really great. Yeah, they have like they are real ass design yes, and shit there. I love going second hand shopping, yeah. They like I, I went to the dressing room and my gay friends just pulled all the stuff off the racks and just brought everything to me. And so 
like I had like this closet that was composed of like different things that different people picked out for me. Oh and, God! Yeah, some of the stuff I still wear. I bought like oh, a that's good. Three thousand dollar jacket for like ninety bucks. Amazing. Like yeah, that's why yeah, yeah, I love secondhand. I do too. There's yeah. a store right there on Santa Monica Boulevard next to the um, yeah the Crossroads. Yes, yeah, that's that's, my that's the one I'm talking one. about. Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> one. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we have talked about like your transition. Obviously, you started it. I only know this because we talked previous about se- seven years ago, correct? Yeah, uh, so I started uh, seven years ago secretly, okay. um, and then I probably, I forget what date I came out on. It was either five or six, I think it might be six years. I I, I lost track of time with the pandemic. So what, did, <clears throat> what would you say in typical, because obviously it's going to matter so differently in what you have the resources to do and things of that nature, but if someone's asking, like, just in general, like, how long does a transition take? Yeah, so, like, once you, like, come out and everything... Um, if you're going to go like a surgery route, not everyone does that, by the right, way. Right. Um, like you don't have to have breasts or you don't like you don't have yeah. to do anything. You can just you know go by your new pronouns. Yeah. Um, which is I feel like really common with the younger generation nowadays too. Yeah. Um, but if you want to do like a full transition and kind of like look like me or like go get like your facial feminization mm-hmm. surgery, um, your vagina, your atom, your tracheal shave, um. Am I missing something? Oh, electrolysis. Mm. Um, Breath, it takes like all the other things. yeah. I, I'm still like the surgical journey. If you have the money up front, mm. it can take like one to two years. Oh, um, that's if you have the funds. If you have the funds, right? right. My, mine was three years because I didn't have the funds. Right. Well, I that's had to still break really good though. Yeah. I feel like. And um, then uh, with electrolysis, I've been getting electrolysis for six or seven years, wow. and I'm still really like right now. I. I'm, my skin's not tanned and mm-hmm. I have like little spots all over me because I'm still going through electrolysis wow. and it just like never ends. Yeah. And thankfully insurance pays for it now. Yeah. I've that's... spent at least like $20,000 on it and insurance covers almost all of it now. Wow. I only pay five dollars <clears> That was just my nose. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Surgery no, I, is just not. Just talk about hair removal. Yeah. And that's just because I live in California. Right. And in other states it's most likely not covered by your insurance yeah that's crazy but there are things that you can do with it no cost like we said earlier so there are things like um if you're transitioning from um female to male there's Mm -hmm. the chest binding which is basically just like tying down the breast um if you're transitioning from male to female there's like tucking and things of that nature to kind of hide the penis in your clothing so which i don't do by the way no no and people will comment on instagram really yeah I, i i don't do that it's painful it's uncomfortable. I have heard it is. Very I think you have to use yeah. like some people like use like duct tape or right. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't like doing things like so with balls and smashing yourself. them. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, and so I always um, I dress differently. Like I can't like wear a silk skirt on like South Beach in the wind, which I <laughs> made a mistake of getting. And uh, um, but it's interesting that yeah. people are still commenting even on that. Like, just let me have my penis. You know, like why does it matter where I put it or if I'm tucking it away or whatever it is? Yeah. You know? And so now there's like a new movement. So like when I when I go go dance, I'm in like full on lingerie, like free the willy, un- untucked. Yeah. yeah. And so people, um, I think they start like I look like a Victoria's Secret model, but like with uh, with a nice, dick. you know. And so it's new for people, yeah. and uh, I think everyone has to get comfortable to it. But yeah, I feel like also feel like I'm like that doing visible visibility work. Yes, I don't know. Not all <laughs> heroes wear capes. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I they love wear it. Pink jackets. Yeah, <laughs> that they do. Mm-hmm. That they do. Oh, I also wanted to mention, um, too, for any listener who, um, like, wants to transition 
and lives in a place where there aren't resources. Um, a big thing that a lot of trans people are doing nowadays is they are specifically working for companies that fully cover a transition. Mm. And so it doesn't matter what your industry is. Like if you're trying to be a lawyer in law school, go get a job at Starbucks, go get a job for Apple, work at the Apple store. They will fully cover, no matter what state you live in, um, like facial feminization, electrolysis, yeah. That's um, breast augmentation, vagina, um, whatever, penis. Yeah. I, th- I think there's a reverse surgery, or, or yeah, that um, female to male can do to create somewhat of a penis, too. Yeah, yeah. there is. Yeah. Um, that, is it the um, medioplasty? Yes. Okay. And that is what I have heard of. So that's why I, that's the one where you elongate the clitoris. That's all I've ever known of the um, female. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. That's the only thing I thought. I didn't even know there was a creating a penis. What's from like the length flesh. that people want? Like how many inches? Like, well, I think that's she has the a thing. Is, clit. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing is it can only grow so long, also, and right. so it is still going to be a smaller penis mm-hmm. on the scale. But I didn't know there was phalloplasty, which is creating the penis with other flesh. Yeah, and that, so it almost gets like uh, a fatty flesh then. So they can take fatty flesh. It depends. I think it's from your, from your forearm. Yeah, or other parts of your body. Because people get cool tattoos to cover up where they got it taken from. But yeah. then, how do you get an erection? So there, that's a little bit more complicated. So there's internal mechanisms that you can pump up. Mm. Uh, there's different things that you can do if you want it to be. Uh, they use the vacuum chambers too. I think. What are so, like a penis pump, but like for oh, down there? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and so there's a there's a couple of different choices, and okay. so that becomes challenging because you have like a, a pretty big array of of options, and uh, so some people will wear like packing so that they can feel what it feels like to have something in that area. Right. So turning that negative space, as you would say, mm-hmm. to that positive space. And so the next step would be to then building it or elongating the clitoris. Right. But within those two, there's also a lot of options as well. And how much function it mm-hmm. can actually have mm-hmm. um, is often somewhat limited sometimes. And, and it's really greatly going to depend on what your options are, what uh, your physical body is made up of right right and so like there's all of those things that are going to contribute to the options that are available to each person individually interesting well i learned a lot (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) so much that i really don't know about it and i feel like that's the kind of world at large right now is there's just Mm -hmm. so much unknown yeah i'm still learning every day yeah well, I mean, we all are, and we all have so much more to learn. So I'm super thankful for you for opening up and talking about this with us and giving us at least a little bit better perspective into um, your life and the things that you are dealing with and how other people can safely transition. So yay, happy thank to you share. For that. Yeah, mm. appreciate that. Um, Ashley, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on social media at Ashley Ryan TV or in Diplo's DMs. Respond, please. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. All right, Dr. Eddie, thank you so much for your public health perspective. We really appreciate you and all the information you bring to the show. And until next time, guys, adios. 